Hello, this is Occultus Anonymous, episode 14 of our Star Trek Adventures miniseries, Scientific Investigation. Enjoy it! Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Occultus Anonymous. I look forward to the internet. Um, we are, as always, uh, brought, uh, uh, sponsored by Roll20. And viewers like you, I am so unprepared. I was preparing by reading notes and getting things ready. Um, specifically, the viewers are Brian, Thomas, Nobot, Perry, Michael, Brandon, Catfeathers, Josh, Alexander, Puppeteer, Sina, Emil, Moku, Melissa, Doc the Doom, Other Michael, The Arcane, Bernie, Alan Michael, Al, Yusuf Sama, Lieutenant Zucolin killed a Klingon, <laughs> Delora, Jenny, Blood Angel, Jack, Zoltan, Alfonso, Milo V3, Vortex, Adele, Crazy Man 1772, George, Woodfoot, Neo Magus, Chris, Shaksara, Distress, Destress, not Distress, but Destress, Beacon, Camel, uh, Host, <laughs> Daniel, Thomas, Taryn, Hang Falleth, Parker, and Riafio. Thank you very much for your support. Um, helps us uh, refresh gear, pay for art, and all that kind of fun stuff. So thank you very much for that. Really art is almost done. It's so good. It's so close. We have ah. seen oh, basically so everybody. Theo has a couple last little tweaks and shading and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But So if you are on Patreon, if you're the uh, cultist or sleepwalker tiers, keep an eye out because we'll have that final art up. And if you're not, well, you'll probably see it next week. Um, when we last left our intrepid crew... Um, they had discovered uh, an ancient Iconian facility. Mm. Um, there was some uh, Iconian. Yep, some mm. exploration. We've told this before. We haven't heard that name. The old empire. You give us the name. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Let me pull mm-hmm. my notes. I don't have that down. I didn't write it down, but I remember we have been told who the ancient people were. Yes, the demons of air and darkness and Klingon mythology and a few yeah. other uh, older civilizations in the galaxy all have these. Um, uh, mythological legends of these creatures that could just appear from across the galaxy without any starships or anything. Um, and they were considered conquerors and oppressors uh, by much of the galaxy. Um, you guys, whoever decided to just sort of take a chance that they were actually not that bad and uh, establish yeah, contact right. with one that appears to be in a stasis pod. Um, they are very tall, very slender creatures, um, based on the sample size of one that you have access to. Um, and the feminine voice creature was able to communicate mentally from within the stasis pod. It has a communication with you guys. There was a, a brief fight with uh, um, Captain Gupak, who was uh, summarily disintegrated by Lieutenant Zakolman with his disruptor pistol that she captured from another Klingon. Uh, which sort of eliminated that particular threat. Um, he was really trying hard to take the Prophet Turas out of the equation, but ended up failing, and you guys were able to get into the gate room and establish contact. Um, the Iconian Nemeran has um, allowed that you can make one trip from here using their gate technology. Um, but that one of you must remain behind in order to make that happen. This would be a trip through space and or time. Um, and you will all have to go at one shot. She's had give, gave some 
warnings that you must make sure that you do not interact with yourselves in any way because bad things happen, like capital B, capital T, capital H. Um, no. <laughs> so uh, I think you guys had settled on a plan that you were going to use the gate to appear on the Klingon Bird of Prey. So yeah. about that, I've had a week to think about this. No, sure. no, no we're, we're good. No, that's the that's yeah. plan. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to go so, capture it. Based on what you know of the Klingon Bird of Prey, they have a crew of about a dozen, and you've accounted for four of them for sure. Um, so that's probably going to leave seven or eight left on board, um, as long as they're not all in one spot. I mean, that's me and the lieutenant by ourselves, let alone <laughs> the fact that we've got the captain here. Like, oh, yeah. please. Oh, um, going so now. the plan is to, with you and um, your temporary ally, uh, what you mean? Um, will appear on the Bird of Prey, conduct a boarding action, and just basically take it out of the fight um, with the Curie, um, and hoping that uh, uh, your tactical second can just deal with the D5 and drive them off or disable them. Um, yeah, allow her to prove her mettle. That's right. With even odds. Yeah, that's unsure. And uh, the Curie would be about evenly matched um, with the D5 class uh, light cruiser, so It'd be interesting to see how that all goes. Uh, Wadun is, uh, and, and you entice Wadun to help you capture the Root of Prey by saying that it would be his afterwards, um, mm -hmm. which was quite an enticement. And uh, a very successful diplomacy role from our captain um, has <laughs> persuaded Wadun to definitely give you guys a hand doing that. So the plan is to just capture the Root of Prey and remove it from the equation um, and let uh, uh, Lieutenant Chavor deal with the D5 on her own um, using the, all the assets at her disposal. So because you guys can go back in time at any time, um, you have possibly years in front of you to explore and analyze if you wish um, the remains of the, well, not the remains, the, the Iconian base here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we left off, and uh, I think we're over to you guys. Well, if I can ask a question out of character. Sure. Um, would it be possible in narrative time to describe some things that we would like to do? Sure. Okay, because one thing the captain has in mind is considering that Namarin has uh, an all-encompassing knowledge of space, time, history, galactic conflicts, cultures, that... If there's any useful information that could aid Captain Chichilor in forming conflicts, preventing conflicts, preventing deaths, uh, being a better diplomat across the galaxy, uh, he would be quite eager to take some time to study under her tutelage. Um, so I narratively during conversations it's going to come out that she does not have like a broad view of the time stream or anything like that mm. um, because of the nature of their physiology they cannot travel through time themselves but they um, using their um, uplifted uh, races that uh, serve as their heralds uh, they can send their heralds through time and things like that okay um, yeah so that's all their information comes from that sort of exploration um so you're looking for possible advantages. She doesn't get, she, she's more of a, from her position here, 
Mm-hmm. She's kind of been stuck in the same place for a long, long time. So she's not really aware of what's going on in the galaxy right now. Gotcha. Um, and because of the nature of time, expeditions that they went to the future um, didn't reveal, because the future always changes, right? Events happen. Mm. And often exploring the future causes events to change in the past and that kind of thing. So she's not necessarily aware of what's going on in the galaxy now. But she can give okay. you insight into the history of the galaxy and what happened and give you information on her people and things like that. Great. That's helpful. I'll be a little more specific then. Sure. What Chichilor is looking for is an opportunity to resolve what seems to be an intractable conflict that's happened in his part of the galaxy with whatever people, like some insight that he could link into that would not occur to him. Something on Andoria, something on Earth, something even with the Klingons. If he were able to intercede and say, this is what happened and this has become intractable, is it become intractable because people don't know the history and I want to help resolve that. So that he can build allies. That's what he would be looking for. Okay. Let me think about that one for a little bit. Go right ahead and you can shift to other people. Yep. And there's going to be some probably rolling involved with that in a little bit. But let me hit on that. Uh, What's everyone else going to be doing while the captain is engaged in a conversation with the mayor? Man, I'm looting that engineering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to go through like the science and engineering rooms and just try to... Not even necessarily just take everything, because I feel like over time that some of the stuff should be here for the other um, folks who come through. Mm-hmm. But like, I want to try to learn anything I can about it. Sure. Um, so that's what you two are up to. Dr. Hudson, what are you up to? Um, trying to go through the med lab more for like records and things. Um if I can access any of the scans and stuff like that that were going on. Sure. Um, just any more sort of data in advance. Kind of. So, so you look more for information rather than tools and things like that. Right. Like specifically, like what is the, the methodology and the approach? Like knowing, knowing what data and stuff they keep can tell you a lot of like what they find important and stuff like that. Okay. And actually, I realized um, I was playing Drew and not Commander Kitneal uh, there for a moment because uh, I'm like, wait, Commander Kitneal has like oh engineering of like two. Uh, no, uh, more than likely, actually, uh, Kitneal is going to be sitting with Maya and because Maya is staying behind. Mm-hmm. And um, basically getting her last words, last thing she needs to be done that kind of stuff and basically making sure that he can tie up her loose ends. Uh, you know, the last thing she wants to say to her father, you know, you get the comm unit out. Uh, and basically, cause you know, the whole like passing on from, uh, from one life to the next is kind of something Kit Neal is familiar with. So he's sure. like, all right, hang on. Let's, let's talk about That's this. That's really cool. Um, so let's start there because there's some conflicting drives there so um i'm gonna want some sort of a so and kidney's kind of approach is like this is going to be an important transition for you we need to document it and make sure that you put your life before this to bed and she's all there's so much technology here i need to see it right now um so there's a little bit of tension there between your objectives so let's do some sort of a persuasion role probably 
presence command or insight command? Yeah, presence command, because again, I have seven insight, and that's just never happening. Uh, Introspection? Nah. (laughs) Yeah, presence command, and then um, would this be diplomacy? Sure. Okay. I'll buy that. Um, Cool. Um, And the other thing is, um, Kidneal isn't going at this from a, like, you need to record this so much as, hey, you're staying here. That's cool. You may never get a chance to speak to family and friends again so let me take that stuff for you kind of thing um but yeah uh, i'm not spending any momentum on this um cool okay two um is the prophet coming with us yes prophet's going back with me because at the end of the day we're still rescuing the prophet Mm -hmm. Okay, so she agrees to give you a bit of time. I guess it makes sense that she would want to like, say you know, farewell to her father and things like that. Um, but the idea that she's going to be able to stay here, she has time, apparently, um, to get familiar with stuff, so there's no particular rush, so she'll agree to stick around and uh, do some recording with you in the tricorder. Cool. Okay. Um, Dr. Hudson. Do you want to give me a reason medicine roll? Or something else, if you wish? That's kind of what I was going for. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, that's sufficient. The difficulty was two. Um, all of these are going to be difficult to do stuff unless you're doing something particularly fancy. Ooh, um, so they have an extensive library of um, like bioscans um, and baseline and comparative anatomies and stuff like that for a whole bunch of species, including, for example, early humans, uh, because this um, the like mm. around a long time before humans were building cities and actually farming and things like that, um, and even uh, based on the records you're seeing, even back then they were developing. Um, um, technologies and therapies and things like that. Um, so they were learning about um, the early hominids that were living on Earth or the early humans that were living on Earth and, and figuring out ways that they could treat them or understand them better, um, what kind of threats they faced, uh, diseases that were common and that kind of stuff. Um, and, and not from a, it wasn't from a how can we control them or anything like that. It was a trying to understand. Um, and you see there's similar records for um, many of the what are now habitable uh, inhabited planets uh, in the galaxy where the, the Iconians are very careful to not um, interfere in what was going on. Um, they had uh, strict protocols for what they could and couldn't do and um, uh, but they were they were effectively scientists and explorers so they were finding new things um, and uh, just gathering evidence uh, gathering information about what was going on around uh, the world. You do see notes of a few um, interventions. They had, uh, um, there was one species that they felt had uh, um, a significant potential to become heralds, right, where they would be advanced enough where they would be, be able to help the Iconians out. Um, so they uh, did some things like um, 
headed off some uh, a plague that was uh, threatening to greatly weaken the species and that kind of stuff, all surreptitiously. Um, mm. sort of do these sort of secret interventions to allow species to flourish um, uh, based on potentials and also analysis of where those species were going to end up um, in the future. Um, so based on, on future analysis and um, their estimations of how that species would develop is what, kind of where they focus their efforts on. So they weren't necessarily shaping them, but they were allowing them to proceed along the paths that they could see where their potential would rise to. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so you can find records of a few instances like that. Um, this doesn't look to you like these were conquerors or oppressors um, in any way. Like they were, they were able to respect the the local civilizations that were developing around them. And that. Um, so let's go with the engineering lab. And, okay. uh, since Colin. Um, let's start in the science lab. Okay, science lab, sure. Um, yeah, I guess I'm trying to just sort of check out their tech and see if I can learn anything that would be useful to take back with me. Sure. Because like, so I'm not trying to loot it. Mm-hmm. If they have like six of a thing, I might ask if I can take one. Sure, but um, so reason be, and science. Uh, reason and science. Difficulties two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of my focuses work. Yeah, this would kind of be Xeno technology. So yeah, I failed. Um, so you're, there's tons of devices, but there's none that you're able to figure out. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not powered or it's broken or there's some sort of deterioration or something like that. So for this time period, you weren't able to dig up anything. Okay, Captain. Um, here's what I will do. Um, I'm going to want a roll from you. All right. Let me have a look and see what I want to do here. Yeah, see what you want to do. Um, this is going to be... A little bit of an insight, I think, but I can, hmm. I, you can make a pitch for something else. Okay. Um, and I think security, because right. you're you're looking to, you're looking for an opportunity to fix something that may be destabilized in the future. Ah, okay, gotcha. In the future, from what they're talking about, right? Right. Yeah, because yeah. I'm also looking history, for things that are currently unstable. Yeah, using um, some sort of historical knowledge you can gain from the Marion to try and um, either fix a current or future conflict that might show up. Perfect. Um, how does that sound? I think that sounds okay. And so yeah. you can, but I, I would certainly accept if you've got some other pitch you want to make for me. Hmm. Yeah, let me think about it. Uh, hmm. You know, I'm always inclined to say presence, but in this case, um, Perhaps control and directing the Marin along a careful thought process. Hmm. And that okay. the Marin sure. has a, a nearly encyclopedic knowledge. So I doubt that they would be able to recognize what's important to me immediately. True. 
But if I'm able to guide them through various kinds of conflict and ask the right questions, then I might get them to say something that occurs to me. Like, I don't know what they know. Right. And they don't know what I care about. But if I'm very deliberate in how I'm engaging them in conversation, I can be a very effective interviewer. Um, control is generally more for tools and things like that, but that's kind of how you're using Nimeran, I guess. I could, sure, I'll, I'll accept the control security role. Okay, uh, cool. Diplomacy would apply here because you're looking Excellent. for diplomatic angles. Fantastic. Um, to historical information. Wonderful. Um, I'm going to give the difficulty a three. Okay. I would like to um, spend... Ooh. So we currently have four momentum, according to what mm -hmm. I have on my sheet. Mm -hmm. uh, I am going to spend. Hmm, we have three threat, right? That hasn't changed. I have five. Threat. You have five. I got thought two got spent. Okay, well we're at five threat. Dang. All right. Um, hmm. I'm there going are, to. Yeah, there were a couple of uh, complications on this threat. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I guess I didn't notice those. So, um, of the four momentum, I'm going to spend three to get two dice. Roll four Are dice. You okay with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Four dice with my focus. Control, security. Right. Let's make this happen. <sighs> Seriously. Like, seriously. And you don't have anything that would give you a reroll? Um, I didn't advise myself on this, <laughs> so I can't do that. And this doesn't count as melee combat. Nope. And I didn't <laughs> buy a die with threat. And I don't have cautious or bold, which is funny. I really should have taken bold. Yeah, and I didn't use my determination. Okay. Uh, I was planning on saving it for later when so there's some crazy some, stuff going um, on. Some broad insights into... Okay. Um, some historical information, mm -hmm. but it's all like quite dated. It's all like sort of ancient history that sort of set up um, existing interracial prejudices that formed, you know, 10,000 years ago. Mm. Um, so it gives you sort of a, a better understanding. Um, so you didn't get the, the big prize, but you did get two successes. So for that, I will give you a one-time advantage in a diplomatic setting of your choice. So do you keep that in your back pocket? Like, oh, this relates to what Nimran was talking about. Okay, cool. So you can carry that forward for you that you'll have a, a, a one-use advantage sometime in the future. In Great. Some sort of a diplomatic thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. That makes sense? Yes, it does make sense. Cool. Um, had you got the big prize, I was going to give you that, but as a determination ah like the one use special purpose determination mm, yeah that would have been cool i should have spent my determination um all right so that's our first time period uh second time period anything going to change for anybody uh, not for kidney until you know maya's like nope that's everybody i care about um and i think that's kind of at the point maya's now like let's get some let's get to some goodies and have a look around because um, cool. she's sure that there's stuff in here that's going to be able to help you guys mm -hmm. in what you're doing on the bird of prey. Sure. Yeah, in that Can case, she help I, me? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, take her over to uh, to the lieutenant and uh, 
let them work together and uh basically i'm gonna go provide assistance to the doctor and be like what do i need to well not write down but what do i record down i will be your sure. secretary let's let's get a huge data dump in no here uh, and maya with her xenotechnology focus um can be an assist to whoever wants it but she can only assist one person at a time so however you guys want to use her as an asset kind of thing um captain what are you up to now hmm Captain's probably not going to do that again. He feels satisfied that at least he got some information and doesn't want to treat Namarin like just a book, right? Like it's not fun to be treated like an encyclopedia. So uh, let's see. Well, the captain wanted. Oh, the captain's going to work on the plan. <laughs> going to need to create a plan of action. So yeah. you and Wadoon will sit down, put your heads together and come up with a, some sort of an assault plan. Yeah. For a warbird, okay. Oh warbird yeah. Okay, no problem. Um, depending on successes and stuff, that'll give you an advantage. Cool. To use during your assault. Fantastic. I right. was hoping um, for that with plan so of action. Yeah. So let's go with uh, Doctor Hudson. Um, you've got some background on what the the kind of medical research that they were doing here. Um, did you want to keep on exploring that, or did you want to branch into something else? I think I'd like to dive in on a um, plague incidents um, and other sorts of things similar to that. That's okay. like definitely my like field of study. So mm -hmm. seeing how an advanced society would deal with that and stuff like that. I sure. Whether or not it ends up being actually fruitful. Like, it's definitely something that the doc would be very interested in. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a reason science role. A reason medicine, I mean. Sorry. Okay. Um, two successes, so that's uh, plenty. Um, and you're looking for general techniques and things like that? Yeah, just general, like, you know, the specific practices they use to fight diseases and emerging pandemics and stuff like that. Right. So a lot of the time they're operating in ways that they don't want to be observed. Uh, so it's uh, some fairly surreptitious stuff. Um, one thing that they sometimes did was they would actually um, engineer a virus that would deliver um, an immunity to a population mm -hmm. to head off a plague that they knew was coming in advance. Sometimes, and it depends on the specifics of the, the illness or the disease, um, they would introduce um, something through the water table um, by seeding clouds and letting it rain and that kind of thing. Um, um, other times it was, uh, you know, manipulations of the environment um, that would disfavor the development of the um, of the organism that was going to be causing a problem. Um, so it was all fairly subtle stuff that they were they were doing. There wasn't generally a lot of um, dramatic uh, dramatic stuff happening. Um, and and I think that's about it. If you wanted to delve into it a little bit further, you might gain some insights into um, how to do things uh, yourself. Um, the uh, There are some similarities in some of the illnesses that they were dealing with um, that sort of extrapolate into modern day illnesses that you're aware mm -hmm. of. Um, but because of the time between them, there's no direct correlation. Um, but there could be some techniques and stuff there that you might be able to apply to modern problems mm -hmm. in the galaxy. Uh, so if you want to give me another rule to dig a little bit deeper difficulty, and that will be three. 
Um, do we have any momentum, we have one momentum. One momentum. One. I, I would like it. Go for we it. We have it. I'll have my assistant. No oh, problem. yeah. Ooh, nice. Get that, you get that one back. You put it back. Or, or you can obtain information. Um, I mean, what is the like valuation of success here, right? So, so um, I'm. It's the same sort of deal that the captain was in the running for. Is you, um, you have earned yourself a one-use special purpose determination, um, to deal with um, like a large-scale medical issue, mm. um, that you just keep in your pocket and you can pull out at any time and say, hey, this is, reminds me of that stuff that I read when I was with the Iconians and it draws me right. and stuff like that. Um, and if you want to obtain some information, you might be able to get some insights into some current issues um, if you wish. Um, yeah. I will, I will spend it and anything that can help progress the knowledge of ways to combat specifically infectious diseases, because that's my actual field of study and stuff like that. Um, right. A bit of like, aha, I'm the only one with this knowledge if I come out of this alive and <laughs> you know, make a name for myself. And um, So they were very advanced in their ability to manufacture and engineer viruses. Um, mm. that would produce uh, beneficial results um, <laughs> without harming the host. And, like, Sophie has played around a little bit with that, um, but results are kind of mixed. Sometimes there's side effects and the viruses go a little too fast and cause harm to the, mm. the patient. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the, um, the uh, patient's um, immune system kicks in too aggressively and the, the benefit is huge. Um, but through your uh, extra analysis and spending that extra momentum, you see some pathways to sort of head that off and improve the overall effectiveness of those sort of um, therapies. Um, so that's something oh. to add to your arsenal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, Commander Kitnell. I mean, like I said, I was there with the doc. Oh, you're helping with yeah. the doc, right? I'm sorry. I wasn't getting you to do a sister or anything like that. No, so no big deal. Okay. Doc had it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. No, I, I, I think a lot of it was the doc very surreptitiously being like, hey, what about this particular event? Mm -hmm. I, I totally wasn't there, but. Uh, <laughs> sure, helping to guide the way and something like that. Uh, well, you know what? I'll get you to do a roll anyway for oh. medicine. I hope, sure, this will go great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one or two dice. Um, as an assist, so on. Sure, one. Okay, See, like just I to see if I can give you guys another momentum. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I yeah. appreciate it. Nice. All right, uh, Lieutenant Coleman. Mm -hmm. Um, I want now that Maya's done giving her statement. Sure. Um, I'm going to ask for her assistance with this because I've been bashing my head against things and I can't parse it. This isn't what I do. No um, problem. yeah, to see if she can help us find anything that might be useful in the short term for like taking over a thing on Warbird and sure. also just long term useful things to have like quality of life things for the ship right okay um I think I'll 
you probably have higher stats than she does. Like she's got an eight and two. Yeah, I'm so eleven I'll, and five for reason yeah, science. So I'll have her do an assist for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but her focus does apply. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. one. If you, I oh, know that's okay. just one. Yeah. So I just need one. Yep. Hey. And you guys. A moment. So let's go. Cool. Um, you can back in momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll a d thirty five for me because roll twenty <laughs> is awesome that way. Slash roll d thirty five. A nine. Number nine. Okay. Okay. So this, um, and you spent some time analyzing it. Um, this is just uh, like a. Almost like a, you'd wear like a pennant or a comm badge or something like that. Not that old series had comm badges, but it's just like a little thing that you pin onto your, to your outer clothing. And when activated, um, it, uh, it's like a short-range teleporter. So oh, cool. anytime that you would take a damage or sustain a blow... The moment before impact, it will teleport you to a safe spot that you can see. Neat. Um, so it's like a last minute avoid damage sort of deal. Very cool. That's awesome. Considering giving that to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> also probably a good idea. Yeah, because we can all take hits better. And he's the one who's got to patch us up. So we kind of need him alive. Yep. Yeah, that'll do that. Doctor Hudson, a gift. Yeah. So once it's activated, and you won't have a choice, like you can't mm-hmm. decide to stay where you are. You have to teleport somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. What's um, the range on that teleport? That you can see within eyesight. Yeah. No, it, like it's within short range, so it can it can move you up to one range category away from where you are. So it's not like you can just, it's not line of sight or anything like that. So if a Klingon runs up at you and swings a bat left, you can move to medium range from him. Oh, okay. Not like so he's a, gotta run a short range radio yeah. or anything like that. No, nothing like that. Couldn't like teleport off a, per se, Klingon warper <laughs> and be on a nice, safe, big ship, huh? No. <laughs> now with the shields no. up. But you, you could teleport from like the lower level of an engine room, to example, up into a gangway or a catwalk. Okay, cool. That kind of thing. So one Very range neat. increment from wherever you are is where you can teleport to. Nightcrawler range, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. This will a poof of blue smoke. Help you. Mm-hmm. Sort of similar to the D and D blink mm-hmm. kind of idea. All right. Um, so that's another time segment. On, did I get that right? What were you? Mm-hmm. What, what do time about? segments matter when you can go back in time? This is true, <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm just using it as a way to keep track. Oh, and, specifically, we probably just have a, a impatient Klingon who's like, all right, Federation, are you done yet? Well, now you guys <laughs> are talking about stuff want that he wants to do. So yeah. let's, let's go ahead and do the roll. All right, Captain cool. And, uh, so I was looking it up, and it seems like the most appropriate role would be control command, considering control is making plans and and... Um, coordinating subordinates. Sure. 
All right, cool. I think team dynamics might apply here. Absolutely. Fantastic. We got one momentum. He's going to assist. Um, he's going to be assisting with control security. Great. All right. I'm going to spin that momentum if that's okay with everybody else. Do it. Sweet. Three dice. Team dynamics. Control command. And you said depending upon the the number of successes, we'll get an advantage. Is there like a target difficulty or? Uh, base difficulty is one, but okay. the better you do, the better your advantage will be. Cool. Let's do it. Well, doing mm, slacking. Just been determination. <laughs> how uh, how often will or this advantage? How widely will it apply? Will it be for one combat or the entire? That will depend on your successes. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So then, I think. Uh, let's see. Both values to chain into command depends on every link, and there's nothing better than action. <laughs> uh, might apply. Sure. To this, so I'm gonna spend my determination like I should have before. Okay. And then um, roll three dice because yeah, we have five threats, so I can't spend two to get a four die, fourth die. All right, roll in. Okay. One, complication. Two, I got five three, successes. Three, I'm gonna take that complication as threat. Five cool. successes. Yeah. So we're now at six threat, maxed out, and I got five successes. And okay, so roll that goes one. So I'm going to give you four yeah. advantages Ooh. as a pool that you can spend during the time of the Ouch. boarding. Act. Okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so you can think of them kind of like momentum, mm -hmm. but creating advantages like that. No, that, that's just the way this is going to work now. Sort yeah. Of thing, right? Gotcha. So got four of those that you can use. The okay. best part is, and I'm going to remind people of this. Is because of my talent, plan of action. If people succeed on a task that was made possible, had reduced difficulty because of an advantage created by Captain Trisha Lore. If that advantage represented a plan or strategy, case in point, they generate two bonus momentum. Nice. Lowering yeah. damage or increasing damage, lowering mm -hmm. resistance. Yeah. Yep. All kinds of things you can use it with for. You can also spend it to take another action at a higher difficulty if you want to shoot twice or something like that. And for the podcast folks, uh, no, the captain did not regain his uh, determination. Yeah, too bad. But it's useful that this is the last episode because the captain still has that one-time use determination from the temporary milestone because he didn't adjust his talent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can just hear Ziggy screaming for food out in the living room. <laughs> Good. He's back to normal. Yes. Hey, Craig, let me confirm something. So those sure. four advantages, are they like through one round or one use per person? That kind of thing? Yeah, there's four like individual uses. Okay, cool. And you'll spend them like momentum. Great. Works. So it, it, it's effectively the create an advantage momentum spend. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Just making sure. Uh, and that'll Great. reflect the planning and preparation you guys have done as you like drawn up a map of the Burrell Bird of Prey and you know, figure out where the special tactical systems are and things you're going to need to know and things to worry about and how to fight the lines. Awesome. So basically, hey. you know, pull something out of your butt in the heat of the moment and get an advantage for it. And, yeah. yeah. That's cool. what I'm talking about. Um, all right. So third segment, what's everyone up to? Starting with Captain, what are you going to do now? Uh, Captain is telling what we're doing. Um, 
Uh, oh, you know what? Now that the plan is made, the captain would want to talk to everybody about the plan. But if you've included that in the last time segment, then I can describe something else that he would do. Yeah, and that could just happen narratively. That's not much of an issue. Um, okay. Did you want to do any exploration or searching for gadgets or anything like that while you guys are here? Hmm. Yeah, you know what? Uh, he would approach Commander Kitneal, and there's been a lot of looking for gadgets and technology that make things better. And he's just going to get down the brass tacks, right? And be like, uh, Commander, I think that it's worthwhile that we spend a lot of time looking for complex novel technology, but we should really also look for simple things, the kind of things you want if somebody tries to hit you with a batleth. <laughs> well, that's because that was my thing. I was like, Commander Kidnail is now going to look for armor. Even if yep. he doesn't understand how it works, he's going to find something that makes armor. Is there a vest here that's hard? <laughs> Made of leather plates, perhaps? And Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm yeah. fine with it. Because currently I'm wearing this little jumpsuit. <laughs> I suspected that that might not be Maya's inclination, even if uh, Commander Zekelnen would be oriented to understanding those things or appreciating those things. That's what you'd say. All right. So that's what you two are going to do is look for something as necessary for each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. So where do you want to go? Medical, engineering, or science? Probably engineering. Yeah. Sure. Um, go ahead. Whoever's going to assist and whoever's going to do the role is going to be a reason engineering. Unless you want okay. to pitch for something else. Hmm. Let's see. I yeah, think I think uh, Commander Chichalor would be trying to understand these things from experience. And Captain. uh sorry, that's right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Captain Chichalor would be trying to understand these things from experience and context as opposed to his understanding of the science and engineering. He doesn't. That's why he's going simple. Like sure. what looks like it's armor. Uh, and so he's going to be putting stuff on and then working through it, moving around with it and see how it functions. So sure. I would suggest perhaps control or fitness, more likely fitness and security to explore how it affects his movement. Um, the, the thing is that the, the there are probably things that would be protective in nature like that, but they don't look mm -hmm. like armor. Okay. Like it's just a little disc or something that might create uh, an right. energy field around you, for example. So hmm. I don't think fitness, but I would go with a control security. Okay, cool. Sounds good to me. I will sure. assist with that. What, wait, awesome. hang on. What's your total? <laughs> total is uh, 14. You have a higher control. Right. So I think you should, you should do it and I should assist you. Cool. And I think either hand-to-hand -hand combat or risky maneuvers. Unorthodox solutions might be foci, focuses that matter. What do you think, Craig? Um, I don't know if this is a risky maneuver. Okay. Um, what was the other one you said? Hand to hand combat. Sure, I'll go for that. Cool. Hand phasers. Maybe, sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, your call because yeah, yeah, no, I, I was yeah, yeah. I was iffy about it too. There but. are phasers here, but it's it's a whether or not you actually pull a hand phaser. But yeah, go ahead. All right, one. there you go. One from the captain. Three nice. from the commander. Yeah. Um, so you have two momentum you can bank, or you can obtain information. Ooh. Up to you. I, I, th I think we bank it, especially considering where we're headed next. 
Or what I can do is I'll take that two momentum and give you a choice of three things. I like choice. So you get one. You're only going to get one, but you can choose from three. Oh, that sounds good. Yep. Okay. Um, So one would be. Let me see here. Um. So it's like a. It just looks like a, a little hand fade, like a, fa- a type one phaser, but it actually comes out as like a three foot, very thin blade of energy. Ooh, force um, it field. does. Right. It does four uh, damage is four, but it ignores all resistance up to four. Hmm. So that's hmm. your one option. <laughs> like I want a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's all call this what this is, Craig. No, it's not a light slate. Not not a lightsaber. It's um I guess I guess if you wanted to draw some sort of an equivalent, it'd be like a dark saber. Because it's very thin. It's not a lightsaber, it's a dark saber. It's not a like a beam of energy or anything like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um the other option. Yeah. That you guys might be able to pick up is uh, a ray emitter. Um and this would be um like a headband. Um, and projects a array that would uh, paralyze the target. Basically, just mm. sort of freeze them in time almost. Uh, so, non lethal, but it would definitely um, remove somebody from the encounter. Like the acting captain of a warbird? Like the acting captain of a warbird. But um, actually, difficult we didn't for say him you to, to challenge him. Yeah, it's so. difficult for him to challenge him if he's been re- yeah. removed that way. Well, thank you very much. Sorry, I just had a coffee delivery. I didn't know that was possible. Um, and the other one is, let's go for that one. Okay, this is um, it's like a, a hovering drone, but you can use it to uh, seek out a target. Hmm. Um, and it will act. It will act ind- independently. But seek out the target and do what? Or is it literally just a? Puppy you can dog? either have it seek general targets. Um, it's a Roomba. Or you can set it on in a defensive mode where it'll attack what you attack. Hmm. But it basically gives you like a free attack, or you can have it go independently and engage something. I like the Roomba hmm. puppy. <laughs> And that's just like a little little frisbee, small little tiny frisbee that would hover around you. You like playing Beastmaster Rangers, don't you, Drew? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I play a warlock with a familiar. Um... <laughs> so there's there's two modes. One is like it'll attack when you attack and fire at what you fire at. Uh-huh. Or you can sick it on something and it'll go and attack that thing. Seems like it evens the odds. Mm-hmm. That, that extra hand. Yeah. Paralyzed beam is also pretty good. It's very true. But how fashionable mm-hmm. is it? <laughs> Does it clash with my transmog? <laughs> also, considering is, there, is like, the paralyzed beam reusable? I'm sorry, Drew. Oh no, I that's that's actually a very you. good question. I was just making a joke. Greg, is the paralyzing beam reusable? Mm-hmm. To use the terminology from Numenera, considering you're familiar with it as well, 
Is it a cipher or an artifact? <laughs> um, it would be the equivalent of a cipher. Oh, okay. So it's a one-time use. Um, nope. This one you'd be able to use three times. Three times. Hmm. Hmm. And is it going to require the same kind of skill and use as a hand phaser? Yeah, pretty close. Okay, gotcha. Because I was also trying to evaluate the use of these things to enable Dr. Hudson to protect himself. Mm -hmm. In addition to the teleporting device, just like it's nice if there's something he can do in addition. <laughs> Put all the magic items on the medic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the drone would probably be the if you wanted him to have some offensive capability, would probably be the best because it doesn't rely on his skill rolls. Okay. Um, if you wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I think I think that's the best choice of the three. What do you all think? Yep. Seems good. Okay. Cool. Uh, so you may put down that you have a hunter-killer drone. All right. HK drone. HK. Ignore the 47 written across the back of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here to murder some flesh bags. You're just trying to push that Star Wars in here. <laughs> okay, and I have to jump in. It's meat bag. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Dr. Hudson, what are you up to? Um, just at this point, I think I have satisfied all my curiosities or at least okay. the manageable ones um and it's like double checking over supplies and stuff and like a couple of deep breaths and centering activities and stuff because then it's gonna be wild and woolly and um and damn it jim no. you're a doctor not a medic <laughs> All right, now from previous um, research you guys have done, you can make a note, Dr. Hudson, that you have six of those automated uh, medical probes. Um, and they work kind of a similar way to the HK probe that you guys picked up. Is like you can follow somebody around and automatically treat them if they are injured. Ah, okay. Um, all right. So we could set them up in a loop. <laughs> Does it would it would it would it stack with the paralyzing ray? Could you paralyze them and then set the HK drone and the healing drone on them? Um, you're not sure how they would interact. Matanza <laughs> <laughs> um, Coleman. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably good. I can rifle through the science room again. See if I can sure. find something else neat. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, you wanted Maya to assist you there. Uh, yeah. Nothing from her this time. Nope. No. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we probably broke something. Uh, no, I will just bank that threat. <laughs> we already had six threat. Um, oh, right. A max six. Okay. Like, as as bad as both of our rolls were. <laughs> All right. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be done. If... <laughs> <laughs> this wow. is where we're at now. And no joke, you guys had really bad rolls. Maya's mm -hmm. was a 19, so nearly a complication, and your non-complication was an 18. Terrible numbers. Yeah, I think 
think we're probably <laughs> good. There, there's a loud breaking sound from the science room and both the lieutenant and Maya show up and like straight faced. We didn't do anything. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just walking. Don't say anything. <laughs> oh, no. OK, um, so you are working with a device. Mm-hmm. Um, attempting to figure out what it does. And you're not sure something went wrong. There was sort of a, a discharge. Um, and you managed to inflict two stress on yourself. Um, it, you don't know if it activated and accidentally hit you or it was pointed the wrong way or something like that, but you sustained some minor injuries. Ash continuing the routine of <laughs> accidentally electrocuting yourself. Getting electrocuted again. We're back here at this point. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm good. I found a useful thing and now I've started breaking things. So, <laughs> Okay. Oh, um, does stress reset? Because I remember I had three seen. stress. I can't remember from what. So I think yeah. it would be gone at this it's point. It's probably been a while, yeah. It, it yeah, refreshes um, at okay. the end of every scene. Okay. Yep. Yep, so that's fine. Um, anything else you guys want to do while you're here? Or are we kind of done with the Iconian side? Yeah, it's like much as we Ooh, want to stay I here. Know. How about, this is funny, I don't think we should actually do this, but a thought just occurred <laughs> to me that considering that we have unlimited time and all the resources, right, uh, if <laughs> if the captain, the commander, and Lieutenant Zecklinen rewrote the Starfleet command manual, under various protocols, now that we have time, right, hey, you all have a problem with this regulation, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some historically informed regulations here. At which point the commander will point out, sir, we have all the time, but we are continuing to age. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. You can absolutely spend 30 years here, but then you're going to show back up on the warbird yeah. as a retired Starfleet officer. <laughs> Not retired yet. <laughs> but no, right. I think commander's good. Yeah, good. Yeah, I think it's time. We got our advantages. We got sure. our equipment. Make sure the uh, make sure the dock is all set up with his robo drones. Mm-hmm. Um, and once activated, they will follow along whoever you, they've been assigned to. Cool. Uh, you guys go back into the gate room, and there's uh, you approach Nimerin, and her mind sort of words appear or thoughts, ideas, communication appears mm-hmm. in your heads, and she says, "You are prepared to depart then." As prepared as we'll ever be, and as grateful as we'll ever be for your assistance. The Federation will face many challenges in the years to come. Hmm. But it has a great potential to be a very stabilizing influence on the galaxy. That's my great hope. Our friends, the Neve, they're ready for contact with the wider galaxy, but they are not prepared for the dangers that exist out there. They will need help. We will have it. 
perhaps one day when they are ready, my stasis chamber will be open. I look forward to that with great anticipation. I hope I'm around to see it. Look, Look at the other one, other members of the crew <laughs> shrug. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think how she would respond. <laughs> so on a private channel, <laughs> <laughs> only to your brain. Um, she says, "Well, part of you will be at least." That's. I mean, he didn't. Yep, yep. Never mind. We're not having that conversation. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, she walks Maya through the steps to activate the gate. Um, and there's that big thrumming hum that you guys remember from um, back in the Temple of the Builders. Mm-hmm. Um, and the swirling vortex of energy appears underneath the archway and it sort of stabilizes with a like a, a ringing sound. Um, and you see an empty corridor um, sort of misty and dark and with red backlighting and it looks like you're kind of claustrophobic too aren't they they're really tight compared to federation tight. ones mm-hmm. um and, and that's a thing just for the audience at home like the federation ships they have in battle terms they have a lot of fat they've got like lounges and medical labs and science labs and stuff like that the klingons are very streamlined they have a lot of punch but they also have um there's a lot less places where they could get hit that doesn't affect something else. Right? Um, the Klingon, um, there, there's not a lot of places where a, a weapon can hit that won't actually take something offline for a Klingon ship. It's just sort of how they're built. They also don't have any um, chairs. So yeah, they it's sleep fairly on the tight, ground. fairly confined, and you've got the the red backlight um, common to Klingon ships. And you guys are ready to begin your boarding. Yeah, uh, I th- I think I grab Wadoon's like mm-hmm. arm, um, mm-hmm. and and in in Klingon because I can't remember it. You know, today is a good day to die, and like race him <laughs> through the through the gate. All right, um, it's all right, guys- Doctor. I'm sure you don't speak Klingon. <laughs> I'm sure I I'm sure I better not. <laughs> um, and so when you say that to Wadoon, he just kind of looks at you and smiles and like, yeah, you guys rush through. Uh, and you guys, again, the there's captain's... no transition, there's Go no ahead, sensation, there's no vertigo or anything. You just, it's like you're just walking down a corridor and you turn around and the gate is gone and you just see like the captain melts out of the air and Lieutenant Coleman melts out of the air. So I want to do something before uh, the oh, captain sure. goes through the portal, but sure. keep narrating, please. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Then um, be, 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 the captain would like to take up the rear. Mm-hmm. Um, and after everybody's gone through and he's seen that, he'll turn to Maya. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, I know that uh, this is scary, and you've taken a big risk and made a tremendous sacrifice on our behalf. And I and the rest of the people in my part of the galaxy will be eternally grateful because they will all benefit from what you've done. And I also want to encourage you to remember that you have gained something here. You are a xenotechnologist. And you now have an opportunity to be here and help further generations of your people understand that which you prize so highly. So he like reaches out his hand and and the hand to give her a handshake. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she's not sure what to do with it at first, but you guide uh-huh. her through it and she takes your hand. Yeah. And grasps um, it in two. And she's, uh, I don't feel any fear happening. This is in many ways what I was born to do. I'm glad you were born to it. I wish you luck, Captain. Thank you. We'll need it. He goes and through. Step through the gate. So the first thing that hits all of you is the smell. Mm. Sort of a sickly, sweet, oppressive body odor kind of not happy smell. Musky. Very, Gross. very musky. Mm. Um, and you're not sure if it's just because it's like that the clans don't really value hygiene very highly, or hmm. if this is actually part of their air filtration system, you're not really sure, but the, it's the, the smell is the first thing that kind of hits you guys. Huh. Were somebody um, baking brownies? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little warmer than you might expect, um, uh, which might be a, a factor if you guys are going to stay here for a long time, uh, but you're in an empty corridor. Um, now, you know that uh, from your talks with um, Wadun, there's five decks, um, to the to the bird of prey, and you can go to the engine room to secure that, which would disable a lot of systems, or you can head to the bridge and just take control. It's kind of however you guys wish to do that. What's the plan, and keep Captain? In mind, keep in mind that you have your advantages. Yeah, that's right. I think um, an advantage would be able to disable um, things in the engine room as Wadoon is challenging the, the oh, acting you could, captain. You could absolutely split the party. The reason why um, I would propose this out of character, and then we can discuss it in character. The reason why I think that is, if Wadoon is going to be challenging the Klingon captain, right, then we're all not going to need to be in a melee or a, a phaser <laughs> fight yet, right? If Lieutenant Zeckelin is poised uh, to shut things off, or if two people are there, right, it seems like it's less risky than... Also, I mean, if Lieutenant Zeckelin used a teleporter and just came right back up. I mean, there are a number of ways that we could do this potentially, so... Yeah, I do also think it's good to let him do this. And I mean, if he fails, then we'll have to clean up after him. But like, yeah. <laughs> let him do his challenge. And Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay, so then the captain would say, um, as we're deciding where to go, he'd say, he'd turn to Wadoon and say, you asked for an opportunity to challenge the acting captain and That's earn the right. ship yourself. Well, then we aim to give it to you. But that doesn't mean we have to sit on our hands or twiddle our thumbs while you're doing so. Of course not. Just be sure you don't cause any permanent damage to my ship. (laughs) (laughs) He turns to Lieutenant Zeckelden and um, leans back in uh, mock offense and says, "Uh, how could you insult the skill of my (laughs) lieutenant? (laughs) Um. And he started getting a bit of a read on you a little bit better now, so he gives a hearty laugh. Okay, good. Come, let's make our legends today. Yes. Um, So, is everyone going to head to the bridge, or are you guys splitting up at this point? Um, Kitniel is basically on profit bodyguard duty. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and is basically doing the Terminator like under his arm, <laughs> like moving yeah, the yeah. profit uh, That's good. kind like of thing. Because I figure the captain is probably going to be like back up to Wadoon. And yeah, then he's going to be a second for sure. So, yep. 
I don't know where the doc and I guess lieutenant's going to the engineering. So doc, where are you going? I guess. Uh, following the captain is usually the <laughs> closest to the point Fair. that I'm needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my thing is I don't want to be by myself. No, that's what yeah. I was thinking. If, yeah. If if the doc was if everybody that else way, is going, I'll go with y'all. Yeah. Well, and specifically, I'll go to engineering with you, and that'll get okay, the profit yeah. out of the way too. That's fair. Yeah. And that if there's any doors, plan. I can open them for you. I, as we've determined, that's <laughs> that's my usefulness <laughs> to the lieutenant. All right. So Kitmiel and Zakolin are going to head to the engine room with the profit. Mm-hmm. With the profit, and Doc Captain and Wadoon are going to head to the bridge. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. A little early, but I'm wondering if maybe we should fit in our break here. I oh, mean, okay. That would That's be a good stopping point. Yeah. We're just, mm-hmm. yeah, it, just it seems we like don't a, know if the second one will take the whole time. So, that's true. yeah, uh, yeah, it uh, seems like a good stopping point um, and a, a little early, but uh, I think this is probably a great story point to take our little break. Absolutely. Um, where is my thing? My script. There we go. So uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, for another episode of Star Trek Adventures, our little mini series where we prepare us for it new chronicle i'm prepared i'm done it's all ready <laughs> oh you're yes done. Oh, i mean good. for first like yes. two sessions we'll see where it goes from there <laughs> oh um, it's going lots of places as soon as ralph <laughs> helps me make npcs <laughs> <laughs> you got it you got uh, it let's so, do it tomorrow um, we invite all of you uh twitch folks youtube folks um if you just heard about us my friend or whatever join us on discord at into.space it's just an awesome community they're really good people um, and, uh, and we'd like you to join us there and become a good person too. <laughs> um, we welcome you, uh, if you're so inclined to support us on Patreon at staylucky.club. I'm almost getting used to that. Um, we, uh, the money that we raise there goes to uh, do things like refresh equipment and replace broken stuff and hire, uh, amazing artists to do incredible artwork for us for the chronicle. It's so exciting to see. Um, I can't wait until we can show you guys all. Um, so that's it for us uh, Twitch folks we'll see you after the break for YouTube folks we'll see you next week um, thanks very much bye join us one more time <laughs> for more bold action <laughs>